Oh, hello, folks, and a welcome to Do We the People. It's the American Soccer Podcast, in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team. I am Clayton, and I'm a rapper. I'm Ty, I'm a web designer. And we love the Nats. Even when they suck. Even when they lose. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. The game was USA versus Costa Rica, folks. World Cup qualifier in the hexagonal round. Spoiler alert, we lost. Twould end... 2-0, this joust between us and our newfound rivals, Costa Rica. We're going to go we're their rivals at yeah, this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're going to go over everything that you need to know about this game as well as our next game versus Honduras, uh, which is taking place on Tuesday. But first, let me jump into a quick little game recap. Shall we line them the fuck up? My, my ears are preparing to bleed. Yeah, this is going to be... <laughs> Uh, this, is a, this is a sad one, guys. This I'm just going to walk one. away for the game So, recap. yeah, Ty, Ty walk yeah. away. He'll come back for his first impressions. Let me start out with a, with, a, yeah. with a muffuggin' lineup. We had Tim <laughs> Howard here. Uh, our center back pairing was going to be Jeff Cameron and Tim Ream. On the left, in defense, we'll have Viafania. On the right, we'll have Zussi. So not a whole lot of surprises for the most part. Uh, maybe Tim Ream, arguably a surprise. In the midfield. Non-surprising disappointments. Not, yeah, the non-surprising disappointments. Some, <laughs> somewhat surprising. disappointment. Uh, we'd have a holding, holding center midfielder in Michael Bradley, classic number six. On the right wing, we would have Christian Pulisic, our rising star. On the left, we'd have Fabian Johnson. Welcome back from abroad, Fabian Johnson. And as our number 10 starting out the game, we'd have Darlington Nagby. Up front, we'd start this game with two strikers, Josie Altidore and Bobby Wood. Truth be told, folks, USA came out pretty strong, organized, uh, had a few chances in the first 15 minutes here. But Costa Rica simply weathered that storm and over the course of the first half, eventually worked their way into this game. Uh, eventually, the goal would come in the 29th minute. Arania beats Tim Ream over, kind of over to the right side of the goal and takes a cutting shot across net uh, in front of the sad, sad aging eyes of Tim Howard, whose whose calves simply could not <laughs> react quickly enough. To this little shot. It was a nice shot, though. Arania gets a goal. Uh, at the time, it really kind of felt like a little bit of a sucker punch. The U.S. had had most of the possession, uh, and it, it seemed like at some point we would work our way into this game and develop some kind of urgency. In retrospect, it was the beginning of the end for the U.S. The U.S. really never recovered from that and went into halftime 1-0. Uh, what do you say to the boys? What do you even say to the fucking boys? Because here's the thing: this doesn't look this doesn't look like the this already did not look like the Jurgen loss, the four 0 Jurgen loss. This was a a well organized, lacking urgency team. So we come back out. Basically, uh, Dempsey would come in. We get to see some Dempsey in the 64th minute for Viafania. So we go to three in the back, throwing on more attacking power in the legend, the Deuce, the Clint Dempsey, but to no avail. Uh, in the 81st minute, off of one of what really was a grip of Costa Rican chances, Arania would score again. 
Uh, and this one happened to come from a Jeff Cameron Howler, a, a, a botched clearance slash pass out of the back that went straight to Arania. He takes a couple touches and slots it away against Tim Howard. Uh, very upsetting to watch, especially since the U.S. just seemed to have no answers and uh, there, was, there was little hope to be had at this point. Um, if you didn't think we'd win this game in the 80th minute, you were fucking right, and you were with everyone else in the entire universe. We would get to see Graham, uh, Jordan Morris come in for Graham Zussi, and a frustrated Pulisic would come out for Paul Ariola Nips. <sighs> Woof. 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 Uh, we lost, folks. That's the end of that game versus Costa Rica. We're never going to get that one back. We have three more games in the hexagonal round of back qualifying the for the World Cup. Our backs are against the wall. Dempsey couldn't save us this time. Ty, what's your first impressions? Uh, so this was a horrific performance, of course. Um, but uh, upon, upon second viewing, a little bit more of a... Uh, uh, analytical and less of an emotional viewing. Um, I was there in person, which also only heightens the emotion. Um, but on second viewing, I, I, I actually really liked some of the ideas that the U.S. team were trying to implement. Um, those ideas were not executed well, but I think that they are they are uh, steps towards, uh, ironically, some of the ideals that a certain Jurgen Klinsmann tried to espouse about the way that we should play. Um, and at home, you know, on the rare occasions when we, we do achieve these ideals, at home is, is kind of where we can do it. So I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't mind us trying to do those things. And the, the two things that I noticed particularly that I liked a lot were um, trying to build play from the goalkeeper, passing out of the back. Uh, and I, I also really like having, you know, what ended up being two holding midfielders, um, one of whom is dropping deep um, and and dropping into not necessarily just between the center backs, but sometimes aligned, you know, to the left or right of the center backs to form a three. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I think that those are those are those are good ideas. You know, dropping a, a midfielder lets you push your fullbacks higher, which which helps create width and. Um, another out of the another back, one of those uh, similar was Wood and Altador. One goes, one checks, and that was that right, was there. Right, it was exactly, in there. The exactly, tactics yeah. were in there. This was not a, this was <clears throat> not a loosey goosey, floosy, shit ass, uh, wipe your ass with it performance. This was actually a decently well planned for. This was here's what I would say about this game, and I'm stealing your first impressions moment, but we'll get back to your thoughts. Take them. This was a I good game. I want this episode game. to be over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> we'll start by ending your first impressions. This was a good game between two teams that came out with a clear plan. Mm-hmm. Costa Rica uh, played a little better. Their plan worked better, and they won this game 2-0. This was not a unprepared USA side. This was not a tragic performance. It was a underwhelming performance, but watching watching from afar and having known the result afterwards maybe helped me be a little bit more analytical and about right. about this. But you know, this if if this was a twenty thirty uh, game season, I would say this was a good loss. We're we're going in the right direction. You 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 know, it just didn't all pan out. And um, 
but but we're not. We're in the fucking hex. We we have we have right. uh, we we must win. So we don't have time for good losses. Uh, but at the same time, I want to mitigate the criticism that inevitably Bruce Arena is going to get for this, and that the players are going to get for this, uh, at least to some extent. I think the players well, the players probably deserve it more so than Bruce Arena. Yeah, but I gotta say, that this, I, I, this I don't team think is, we can let the players off the hook because I, I think this was I think there was one major tactical mistake. And you know, if you listen to this show, you know that I am against strikers, and the fewer strikers, the better, in my opinion. Um, so I would, I would play a four, six, you know, that's, that would be my preferred tactical <laughs> system, um, which has a great history of success. That's, that's, that's for my other podcast. Uh, so, um, so <laughs> I, I, I really do not think that having Altidore and Wood on the field at the same time is a good idea. Uh, it's, it's the classic, uh, peanut butter and peanut butter sandwich that we talk right, about, like right. with, with Dax and, and, and Bradley where, the two players, um, you know, while they they did have a tactical idea of one goes, one stays, the one who was um, the one who was dropping deep and and kind of participating in the buildup just doesn't have the tools to participate well. You know, n- neither like they were both ending up on 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 the wings. They were both dropping deep into the middle. You saw, you know, Altador particularly in the second half get pushed wide um, all the time and when they get into those moments like there was the the very classic uh example uh where where wood got free and and smashed a ball into uh into the area for Josie and missed him um and there were a couple moments there there was another moment where where Pulisic was wide open in the area and wood missed him yeah bobby wood like, had 3 of those i counted exactly yeah, 3 they were you, all in the first half and they were all uh a, a manageable passes that he just seemed a little over energetic for exactly and, and he exactly just which is quite them. quite classic but that's why Bobby, Bobby Wood is not the guy who's delivering the final ball you know the, the like I thought that the tactical <laughs> idea was there but to just to ask those you know square pegs to fit that round hole just didn't really work um, and I thought the game was crying out for someone to actually be playing at the ten because you had this two man central midfield that did. I would say, cons- considering all the factors, did well, uh, Nagby and Bradley, especially considering that Nagby, who is used to being, you know, one of the highest players up on the field, ended up being one of the deepest players on the field a lot of the time. Sure. Um, they they consistently needed an outlet, and we, we were trying to build out of the back, but there was no step two, because the ball would come to a center back, and it would go to, go to a full back, and then kind of the play would die, or it would go to Nagby and Bradley, and there would be no next pass. Um, right, and so and the 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 gambit of having Pulisic out on the right, I think, really hurt us, um, and and that extra striker is ultimately the the root cause of that dysfunction. Is that you you just don't have the numbers to commit, while also having you know getting our best personnel out there. So I thought that was a big tactical error, but the majority of the the reason why we lost this game was was personnel, and and the two goals both both illustrate that. Um, two, two, you know, individual moments by two players we're used to counting on uh, that that turned into goals. Uh, is Tim Ream really a player we're used to counting on, or is that not? Oh, well, what I was, you're I was about? going with Howard. I, I, I was, uh, I was putting yeah, more blame sure. on Howard. So I mean, Howard and Jeff Cameron. Yeah, Jeff Cameron, who who grows in importance every day as our center back prospects. Uh, flame out and injure themselves. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know, right, right. Exactly. This dude is like just a fucking becomes becoming a pillar uh, of this squad, and he's 
directly culpable for one of our goals. Although I think ultimately he he was a positive influence on on our defense, and I think Tim Ream was a was a just a the worst, just a bucket with he holes. Was he just really was bad. A, nothing. I, I you know I just want to say you know before we continue down this line because I think we're both aligned that this wasn't as bad as it felt yesterday. Um, but we just should be clear that this was really bad. I mean, th- this was terrible performance. Well, so let's, we're not, we're how, not... how terrible was it, though? How terrible was it? Let's let's put it in perspective. Well, because, it's, it's terrible because, because you know, the, it, it's analogous to my argument that you can't play well if you're not finishing. You can't right. have had a good performance where you had two major individual errors, you know? That's, sure. that's, that's part of the performance. So, and, and you know, watching... Uh, again, you see all of the little other errors that that could have turned into goals and didn't, um, and and it was just a, a a a performance that was filled with these little moments of of indecision and inaction and stupidity, and Josie getting a yellow for pushing it someone was. over. It was. It was. Like, there seemed like, to be at every step in the road. There seemed to be just like the U.S. found new and creative ways to end their own plays. Yes, and, and it wasn't and, and one. To waste it wasn't time. one problem. It was. It, it just seemed like this general spore of issues that exactly was, was setting on this team. It's, it's hard exactly. to exactly. It's hard and, to understand. And the, goals, and, and the goals illustrate that. I mean, I think they're they're. You know, this doesn't always happen, but it often happens that the goals kind of um, encapsulate the trends of the game. Uh-huh. So, so to break down the first goal a tiny bit. Um, Basically, what happens is it's it's a Howard goal kick, and he um, they've been playing out of the back, but he they haven't looked comfortable, and so he decides to to boot it long, but he's not under any pressure, so he doesn't really need to boot it immediately. So it's it's kind of like a a little seems like a betrayal of the of the ideal, you know, the the, the tactical game plan. Firstly, um, then perhaps as a result of the team expecting him to play it out of the back. Uh, the fullbacks are pinned way high, which means that the ball turns over. Um, I can't remember which Costa Rican player gets to it, but it, it falls to to Ruiz, uh, and the the two uh, U.S. fullbacks are completely out of the play, and perhaps because the center backs were expecting it to be played short, uh, they are split like with a freaking I know fifty like, yard gap an between them. Gap, a, a laughable yeah. gap. Which is what you want when you're playing out of the back. It is, and when you play with when you play with one striker. Oh, you're saying when you have the ball and you're playing out the back, you want your center backs to spread out, right? Right. And so Tim Howard didn't do that. And there were a couple of times. One of our only one of Bobby Wood's best chances came from Tim Howard doing a side volley, a 65 yard side volley. Yeah, and that's great. And that that's probably he almost got the assist. That's what I think he was doing in that case too. Was trying to up the urgency because when you see all these tiny little problems showing up all over the field if you're tim howard you you want to introduce urgency and that's a good move it didn't work out in this case and there's another fold as well which is that arania had uh it was hot off the heels of two chances from very similar positions so -hmm. you allow a striker to get calibrated uh and then you have a chance like this i i mean you know he's 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 gonna put one of those away eventually but even you know even before arania gets the ball you know the reason why they're they're able to play that pass into these acres of space is is uh this positioning mishap um but it's also that the that that Bradley in that situation should be mitigating against a runner like that because if if you're going to be playing in that number 6 role 
a big part of your job is covering up um, issues. You know, you're you're kind of the security blanket, the the insurance policy uh, for the backline, and that was something that that I think you know Bradley did a, did a great job at a lot of things. And I think had a good game overall, um, but he was culpable both on this and on the next goal of um, of creating a little bit too much space in that triangle that he formulated with the the center backs uh that was that was very easily exploitable by by someone like Arania. um and then when you when you you know move on to how the play develops it's tim ream not being physical enough not manning up poor one-on-one defense poor one-on-one um, on the, one the defense. chance he gets the beat. chance that you mentioned with wood i think is the perfect example of how that should go from a defensive perspective i think it was waston who uh, who, Absolutely. who, you know, tackled Wood on that occasion. It was very similar. It's the, the two-on-one where, where you know, the one striker happens to latch onto a ball that sneaks through. Um, and in that case, they're hassling him, they're, they're harrying, they're not fouling, but they are on him. You know, they are physical. Yeah. Um, and the, the, that was emblematic of an overall theme throughout the evening of the U.S. not being, uh, not being aggressive enough, not putting enough, enough um, challenges on players. I don't know um, what so the Arania stat gets, was, gets but I'm sure that the foul statistic in this game is revealing. Because that's well, they, part of Costa Rica's They mentioned plan. particularly that uh, the U.S. had one foul in the first half. Yeah, it's not enough. It's not enough. Not enough. And, and, and uh, um, I think it was uh, Hercules Gomez after the match said, how many times was Pulisic on his ass? You know, 10 times? Something like that? 15 times? And how many times was Ruiz on his ass? I can't even remember a tackle that we Zero. put on Ruiz. So, so that, you know, going back again to the idea that goals kind of encapsulate what happened in a game, um, that was a very, a very poignant uh, moment, you know, looking back on it, that where, where the U.S. just did not have the aggressiveness to, to stamp their authority on the game. There was, there, I, I felt like there were a lot of high-minded ideals, maybe, and maybe that distracted from the fact that we have to, you know, send a message that this is not going to be an easy night for you. Um, Indeed, and there, there and might we have had players at, on the U.S. side. I think there, 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 there has to have been at least a little bit of complacency, especially given what your kind of uh, report was coming from media day and the mix zone and stuff, and how chill right. players were. I think now we can look at that uh, with a little bit more understanding now that we've seen how they played. Not that, not I don't think this was an entirely complacency issue. Uh, but it, there has to have been a little bit of complacency there that that, that these players will be, uh, you know, ruining or maybe regretting a little bit that they didn't seize that moment. Because we could be in such a wonderful position, not qualif- not necessarily qualified, but we could be uh, feeling pretty good about what but the direction we're going. And, and now, uh, with this loss, we're going to be back against the ropes until... Indeed. The very, very end, no matter what that end is. So there is no chill and moment for us now because we didn't set ourselves up right. That's right. And one, one quick uh, final thing on Reem before we move on to the actual shot and the actual goal. Um, I realized why they picked Reem looking back on that, that game plan. And we mentioned that the tactical idea of playing out the back, Tim Reem's a great passer. So I think the entire concept was that they would, they would go with him over someone like Omar because it enabled their game plan. But he just quality level just isn't up, you know, even to the poor level that we saw uh, in the Gold Cup from from Omar. I I would rather say maybe the inconsistent level that we that we saw. Yeah, Omar, I, um, I can't say he's poor. Inconsistent. 
Yeah. So so again, it's it's a good idea thinking, okay, we're going to try to try to have good build up, we're going to try to hold possession. Um, we're going to try to to impose ourselves, but we maybe lost in that uh, in that process the, the reality that he's not up to the challenge of battling with someone like Arania for 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 ninety minutes. Someone someone who's going to really, uh, you know, harry and 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 be persistent. And then, let alone when he was in situations where he had to deal. I mean, with, dude, you when know, you look, of Ruiz, when you think instance. back on this game, it's it's as if there was a there were two Costa Rican strikers and Arena was the one on the right side, which is where Tim Ream was. Not so. I yeah, mean, this exactly. was a solo striker. Exactly, yeah. And and it was as, it was like this epic saga of Tim Ream just getting worked repeatedly. Worked endlessly. And, so Jeff and, he, Cameron and, and, has, and has, is not even that good. He's not I mean, even that, that good. You know, if you're, Jeff Cameron if you're not, has, if a has one very high... Of, uh, yeah. Uh, what were you, you saying? You would think it. this guy's a, a a Ballon d'Or candidate from, <laughs> from, from last night. He, well, that's he the plays thing. for San Jose Earthquakes. So he's right. like behind Chris Wandelowski in a depth chart. You right. know, this is that's this is not thing. a is this Costa uh, Rican so. side is is full of MLS players, uh, and 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 as is our side, but we allegedly have essentially the MLS All Star team and right, 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 exactly. They have Johan Venegas, and you know, yeah, they they have a, a very top, a very high caliber of MLS player for sure. But but nonetheless, you know, uh, according to you know the way that the league would put it, and the way you know by virtue of all star voting and things like that, we have the better of the group in the you know of of the uh, the MLS contingent. Um. So let's talk about this shot. Let's talk about this shot. Uh, is it savable? Do you think Tim Howard could have saved this? It's, Should it's have saved mega this? savable. It's it's the kind of thing you're used to seeing Howard save, you know, yeah. five times a game. It is. And and to be fair to Reem, I think he he did need to body up more. But in that spot as a center back, that's exactly what you're trying to do, right? You're 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 you you want the player to have to get pushed out wide, and you you definitely want to avoid giving them a penalty, and you want to avoid letting them you know, nutmeg you or something. So, so in that regard, it was a, a C minus, not a F, you know, sure, yeah. um, from, from Reem and, and the, the shot is, is mega savable, but, um, I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I kind of neither firsthand nor, nor really anecdotally, like what happens to a goalkeeper as they age, like why certain, why, why something like that? It seems like such a mental thing. Like, your positioning and your feet and all that stuff it feels like that's the stuff that would sort of ripen about a goalkeeper. But um, you know, it, it, it's the kind of thing in against Belgium. He saved it. You know what I mean? He yeah. saved it like five times yeah. against Belgium. <laughs> so it's it, it you, you're you're clearly seeing a degradation in 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 what Howard can do. Um, and the shot was absolutely perfect. You know, it's, it's it was the kind a of really that, well placed shot. Yeah, it it, it was it was like curling in some very strange physics uh effect that i couldn't quite <laughs> parse i after need to the fact. i need to go back uh, probably and see this replay a couple times of this shot because it seems to me like it's a calf it's calf spring but i i i'm not sure i think maybe it snuck under his armpit i don't know um well the way the way it was uh it was described in in um some other places was that Howard was kind of between steps when the shot came in so I see I see um that he was you know literally like not grounded right. and not able to spring right um, right and so, so you know positioning yeah somehow. yeah kind of 
Yeah, yeah, which, which uh, again, strikes me as the kind of thing that would get better. Maybe it doesn't, but, you know, clearly on the evidence. And it, it feels like this is the kind of thing that, that Howard has been getting beaten on lately. It too. does. Um, and it, and, and it's, it, which sucks. It's totally possible that Howard just, like, made a little mistake, and this has nothing right, to do right. with okay, him yeah, aging. Fair enough. 25-year-old Howard could have made that mistake as yeah, well. That's, but that's very true. It's, we, we, we lionize him because he is so epically amazing and cool. And everybody likes him, <laughs> yeah. um, but he, he, you know, ultimately, even at, at his peak, he was not a top ten goalkeeper in the world. As much as we would have liked for that to be the case, so um, you know. And then going going to someone who maybe is a top ten oh, goalkeeper man. in Kaylor the world. Oh man, Kaylor Navas! This save uh, off we talked about Yep, we talked about. Uh, we we said the goals are emblematic of of what happened in the game. So are I'm the gonna sneak goals. this one in here. Yeah, throw that um, one in there because. It's a, it's a, uh, I can't remember. I forgot to mention that in my game recap, guys. Kaylor Navas has, has a legendary, legendary save against Christian Pulisic. It's like a, a a ball that pops out to Pulisic and he, he hits it quickly. He hits it quickly with his right foot. It bounces off the ground and the inner thigh of a defender. So it's, so Navas is diving towards where the, the shot would have gone. Where the shot was going, uh, right. So right, he's got right. his left hand reaching out Holy towards crap. the left. De- full, yeah. full stretch dive. Full stretch, guys. Deflects off the inside of the defender's leg. And then Navas is going with his right hand now, the other direction of the dive. Gets a hand to it. Not enough to save it. And then gets his right foot to it also. He, he knows like, later ahead not, of time that he's not going to save it with the hand, but that he's going to push it enough to get it to his foot. Right. He's done this. He's <laughs> done some sort of metric in his mind. He, he bounces it off his foot, uh, and 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 say, and, and it bounces away he, harmlessly. And Pulisic. He's is in this like he's in this like cheerleader, like. I odd, mean, yeah. There are flexi, three. There are those that. There are three sort of nodes in time, me. right? The, where the ball leaves Pulisic's <laughs> foot, and Navas is right, like there right, with right. his left hand. Then the yeah, ball comes Got off it. of then the ball comes off oh, of the defender. Deflection. And now he's there with his left hand. Then he sees that it, or his right hand. Then he sees his right hand is not going to be good enough. And then he's there again with his right foot. This is ridiculous. And like what the what are you supposed to do? I'm I, I hope I'm not over hyping this save, but it is actually one of the most phenomenal pieces of goalkeeping i've ever seen i'm uh, i'm with you on that i'm not gonna fight because you on just that. because it, of the, it was an it's, amazing it's not just a reaction save. save it's two reaction saves it is yeah. at once <laughs> with two different parts of his body it was nuts uh, and, and the, and, the um, physics the geometry of getting his leg parallel kind of at a parallel angle with his arm both fanning out amazing it, amazing it's stuff. incredible it's incredible so so we said going into the match that um yeah we'd rather have an average uh Real Madrid player in the outfield than an average. Yeah, than, I don't than, know. Than the Real Madrid goalkeeper. Hard and I want to say officially take that one back. <laughs> uh, I'm going to walk that one back because he's yeah. he good. And, and, that, and, and, he, and a save like a, that is a huge statement, you know? It, it's, it's a goal. It it's a so goal's much. worth of save. Yeah. You know, there, there maybe are only 10 guys in the world who could have saved that situation that's that's just a goal you know it's a perfect it's a it's a great shot you it's get why lucky. you shoot low yeah exactly he, Pulisic exactly. does it's all the, the things perfect situation Pulisic does everything right and it does not go in um so let's... and I, I'm I, I, I'm embarrassed that it has taken me 30 minutes to mention this but I was um uh, uh with with our father the professor ah, the professor invited to the game 
The profess. Uh, by, some, by some listeners. Thank Hampson you, family. listeners. Shouts to the Hampson family. Hampson family. Um, and we were sitting in the, we were sitting in the corner, uh, sort of parallel to, to Costa Rica's goal when that shot came in. And I, so I only saw it as a ridiculous paw where he was reaching behind him as he was diving the other way. Because I couldn't really see that the foot was there. How could you? And so you? just from that, I thought it was, it was an absolutely incredible save. Yes, and how could you um, see that, that turn of events without the help of, of extremely advanced technology and slow motion? That's right. That's right. That's you right. couldn't, so, but Taylor so, Navas can. Taylor Navas can, and, and uh, that was, yeah, absolutely astounding and changed the game. I thought another moment, very briefly, um, there was a pretty clear penalty, you'd have to say, Ooh, on the Josie Altador? in the first half. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah um, that's, that's probably a and penalty. And so, again, to the idea, you know, th- this was a really bad performance, but um, maybe not as, as bad as it felt last night. Uh, if that penalty is called, you know, if Navas doesn't come up with what even for him is a good save, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it could have been a much different. Watching the tape on that one, like I'm pretty proud. No, yeah, you're that's, right. That's it was a, not it one was, you pinned to the wall. It is. Yeah, that, Jesus. This is this is not a uh, a performance that says we need major change and upheaval in the program. We got to start over. No, not up. at all. Not yeah, at all. We, I, we, I we simply yeah. missed the mark here. I think it's worth a quick mention before we go into uh, talking about Pulisic's performance, which we must. Mm. Uh, quick mention that Fabian Johnson seems to be taken to struggling to adjust. He didn't have a good game. Struggling. So if yeah, this he, is the first... he was clearly not ready for a, a, a big match, uh, having only played a handful of minutes so far in the season, struggling with injury. Clearly not ready. Don't and, judge and was, him. Was really bad. Don't and it was judge it was him. the kind of match where, if if you know one guy on the field has a bad game, that can jeopardize a result. But we had five guys on the field who had bad games, and he was one of them. So, um, who are, no, we had we had probably nine guys on the field who had bad games. Let's call a spade a spade. It was really bad. Fabian Johnson and Tim Ream were notably bad, and then otherwise there was just a general. Some sort of a strange haze or malaise over this team, and and you know there there were a lot of four out of tens out there, but Fabian was one of the two out of tens. Yeah, Fabian, that was um, bad. Along with um, Jeff Cameron, Jeff Cameron was was awful. <laughs> he was asked to perform a job, and he and he did not. What are some things that you see from Jeff Cameron that that that, that, that like what's a red flag? Well, the, the, there was one and only, really, which was that we were trying to pass out of the back, and he was not able to participate in that game plan effectively. There were a number of moments where he turned the ball over or put players into bad uh, spots, and there was, there was one moment where he made a horrific pass uh, that was like, you know, five yards next to Pulisic, and Pulisic somehow it, it did his hashtag Pulisic things and, and somehow ended up getting a foul out of it or something. Oh yeah. Um, that might've been the yellow card to Ruiz, which I didn't even, I maybe didn't so. Even, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I was like, what happened? I didn't see anything. So he, he, he got bailed out a, a couple well times on game. bad passes. And then ultimately, uh, in the 80 something uh, minute, one of the bad passes finally came to fruition in a sort of shrunken version of the first goal. Um, he he just chucked it to a, a Costa Rican midfielder, who um, who saw Reina m- moving through the acres of space that had been left because the two center backs had split so widely, 
uh, and uh, the acres of space that were behind Bradley because Bradley was not prepared to, to, to you know, cut it out. Uh, and just super simple, Arrhenia, one on three, easy finish, no problem. No problem at um, all. And it was not, and it wasn't a, it didn't stand terrible. out. This chance didn't stand out. It was one of many. Uh, so Jeff yeah, Cameron, yeah, maybe, exactly. maybe I, maybe I uh, was a little too high on him. Maybe I still have my Jeff Cameron sunglasses on from the summer. Um, <sighs> you know. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's indispensable. That's, that's for sure. Cause yeah, we, we noted his absence was noted for sure. But um, everyone has bad games. It happens. And this was one of those. Uh, it, this was just a really, really bad time, and it happened in concert with a, n- a number of other things going wrong. Um, and and you know one one other note, uh, I was realizing that we've had this fourteen game unbeaten streak or whatnot under Bruce, um, but he hasn't had a full national team very often. Uh, basically, the the Trinidad uh, home qualifier. This is interesting. Um, and yeah. the Honduras home qualifier were the only times I could remember him having a, a squad of even this, you know, level of togetherness. Um, this this squad were missing two presumptive starters, um, Brooks and Yedlin. Um, the other camps, I think, were, were similar in that regard. But the, the um, Trinidad game went immediately into the Mexico game in which he made eight changes because it was two days after in Azteca. Um, and then the, the uh, Honduras game went immediately into the Panama game where they lost a bunch of players and had to make a bunch of changes um, between them. So, so in that entire tenure, he really has only had a, a, a short period of time to, um, to impart ideas, and the match overall uh, felt like a team that was in transition, which is more understandable when you think of the, the uh, oddities of the schedule I making mean, it's it a much fresher team It's completely understandable. To see a team play this way—that's—that's that's, to see to have this team be almost there with the concept—is totally understandable. Right. It's not acceptable. It's—it's it's right. unfortunately In, not the good enough. Errors are yeah, not good enough. Yeah, um, right. But I get it. I get it. There's a lot to take right. in. One of my surprises is, uh, and we talked about this on the last show, was or actually second to last show was. Uh, how similar this is to the Gold Cup squad, and I think that's a very Brucey signature, uh, is that you know even when the gates open and we have all of our uh, foreign players now we don't have Brooks and we don't have Yedlin like you said, but still, um, you know it's not actually going to make that much of a difference. Bradley, Altador, Dempsey, uh, Nagby, these are going to be our our the core of our team. Uh, at the yep. end of the day, the difference maker, the 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 real opportunity for difference here uh was christian pulisic the, he was the right. x factor that could have stepped this team up to another level this was the first game i believe we've seen maybe there was one more uh but this was this was this was to me in the story of pulisic's career this is a pivotal moment in which he had opportunity to and was simply unable to pulisic us out of this jam um, mm-hmm. And, and yeah. there were a couple moments, including the Kaylor Navas save and a couple other opportunities he had, not only for goals but assists as well. The Altador penalty, uh, sorry, non-call comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, he was unable to Pulisic us out of this situation magically, and he expressed some significant frustration with that reality. 
Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. This and, uh, is and the young, the most high school I've ever seen the man look. Did you see? Him, did you <laughs> yes, see him do exactly. a, a? He did an actual back roll out of frustration. This is the type of shit that yes, oh, you don't right, do right. when like you're some... a grown ass like twenty eight year old man. He's on the right, he's, right, he's right, on the right. turf, exactly. gets like, knocked to the turf, and he does a back roll out of frustration. A, a juvenile juvenile uh, gesture. <laughs> yeah, he. Um, we we've seen him get frustrated before, but usually out of uh, out of. Um, Conditions, not out of play. Uh, the for for the youth teams, it, it, it reminded me of a of a match um, in the under seventeen World Cup a couple years ago, where they played uh, Chile and it, the tournament was held in Chile, and the U.S. still had a, a vague shot of of going through if they were able to you know miracle a result, and it was, it was that same kind of thing. It's like okay, clearly this team's not good enough, but <laughs> you never know. We have this kid, um, and and it was you know similarly just kind of stymied and if the if the rest of the team like i guess it ultimately goes to show that in soccer there's 11 players on the field one player can can have an outsized effect but even if they have double the performance of another player that doesn't double your team's output you know yeah, that, you that from, only increases it by 10 percent that's or right eight yeah. percent or whatever it is so it's it's uh it it was uh uh typical in that regard of teams where you have a, a a great player, and maybe they're maybe they're on, um, at at in moments. But if the team around them isn't clicking, then it's not going to work. There were there were so many moments in this match where I was thinking, ah, Peace Check would have done that so differently. And there you was know, an actual Geigen press. So there was such a clear yeah, Geigen yeah. press moment with Pulisic just exactly. center screen in this enormous gap urging his teammates to press. Yeah, yeah, he just exactly, can see it. Exactly. He can see the code that Dortmund has taught him, the ones and zeros about when right. is the perfect moment to press. And, and it must be frustrating for him. Uh, but guys, don't, don't be afraid, okay? This is an important moment in his development. And we're Do lucky. This is actually a, okay. kind of, a, kind of a, uh, a soft strike, if you will. This feels like a total dagger, but we're in the hex. It's a little forgiving mathematically. And we, we actually, we can still do this thing. We can still do this thing. So before we move on, uh, we're going to preview Honduras. We're going to look forward to what's to come and how we're going to dig our way out of the hex. Before we do that, let's wrap up our review of this Costa Rican game with, uh, in retrospect, what would we have done differently here at We the People? So let's say... I, 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 and, and I would love to, to start with one that, that I would have done differently, and a lot of people, and it, so it's easy for us to say now, I say Pulisic at the 10. I agree. Nagby is a wing player. He's definitely one of our best choices for a number 10, but he, in, in his own journey and in his own path, is a winger, and I think we should play him there. I think Pulisic, it's unclear right now, and he's better than Nagby at the 10, so you should do it. And I think you need to sacrifice a striker for a better defensive midfielder who isn't Nagby, so that you can release Nagby to be part of the attack. More. So we get a little Acosta maybe or Bedoya. Yeah, probably not Bedoya. Costa, probably Acosta. Not Bedoya. Maybe maybe uh, you, you could uh, you could tempt me with Dax, uh, Roldan, no. <laughs> someone like that. Someone someone who's gonna someone who's gonna get stuck in. Um, and I, I actually feel like you're you're pretty close. If if we're if we're Playing a more typical four-three-three, we're not trying to do as much fanciness. Um, not trying to not trying to tweak as much from the kind of system we played at the Gold Cup. 
but but you know a clear six eight ten relationship in a three man midfield, meaning um, that typically the the number six is considered the deepest uh, midfielder, the number eight is the box to box midfielder, and the number ten is the playmaker. Um, that you have those those clearly defined roles, and you have a linkage within your team that says this these are the the sort of uh, uh, lilies that we are going to jump to get from defense to attack. You know, you, right. you're, you're going to, get, you know, you're going to collect the ball. You're going to shuttle the ball forward through the eight, and then you're going to find the killer killer pass through the ten. Um, and then you you push someone like Fabian Johnson to play uh, play on the wing. Um, Nagby on the wing. And yeah, you have I want Johnson. Nagby you can put as Josie out there. Whatever. Whatever. Take Josie. I would. I would probably go Wood. Wood looks livelier. Just he's faster. Just pick one. But pick just one pick and one. play them. And and f- maybe fortunately for us, uh, Josie is suspended against Honduras, and so so they will be much more tempted to actually go go that direction. Yeah, Josie, man, you you've got nothing but yourself to blame for this suspension. Nothing but yourself. It's not an injury. So dumb. Uh, yikes. All right, when guys. When you so... are losing, very quickly, <laughs> when you are losing, you want more time. So not only should you not push people over, but you should not argue with the referee. Oh, my God. So true. You have 10 minutes left in the game. Why are you wasting one of those minutes so that you can protest a yellow that you deserved? So ridiculous. Folks. It's insane. We got, we got everything to lose and everything to gain, you could say. It is Tuesday. It, the game will be the game. It will be Tuesday, September fifth, five thirty Eastern time, on BN Sports and NBC Universo. Hit up the bar. Uh, BN. Let, let's break Fubo. this down real TV. quick. Tight. Um, who, who are these people? Who are these people? These people? These people? These people? Terrifying sights and sounds which I cannot seem to understand or comprehend without the help of This is like my Game brother. of Thrones out here. <laughs> uh, who are these people? Honduras are a, a classic CONCACAF underdog. They are aggressive, chippy, uh, got plenty of skill, got, got some flair. They're going to they're gonna be ballsy at home. They are going to make it their life's mission to ruin the United States. Uh, by by you know defeating them in 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 one of the few manners left for small countries to defeat the United States soccer, and so they're going they they're going to pull out all the stops to try to try to beat the Yanks. Um, they are uh, quite frankly a, we deserve it. We may and we may lose, um, but they so they have a they're a little bit between generations right now. They have a a, a former um, crop who who have done well in the past, and they they have a. Uh, Olympic team um, from from Rio, who's kind of breaking in, uh, who did well down there. So two members of that that newer generation are uh, Albert Ellis and Romelo Kyoto, who play for Houston Dynamo and are kind of the the, the uh, key players in the Dynamo attack, um, combining really really well with each other. And so they're a very dangerous duo for for Honduras. Um, and the rest of the team, you know, you can expect them to play one more forward. It'll either be this guy, um, Anthony uh, Lozano, who plays for uh, Barcelona's uh, B team, or it will be Carlo Costley, who will be well known to MLS fans. Um, that would be my my guess for who would play uh, in the middle. 
And then behind them, you will essentially have a defense. So you're going to have a, a stacked defensive midfield with, with a couple um, uh, you know, solid, stout players. And then you're going to have whatever they nominally call it, it's going to be a five- or six-man back line uh, where, where they are going to tr- just try to soak up all the, all the pressure. They're going to try to hit one of those, those quick players on the counter, try to sneak a goal, and then cling on for dear life. And they, they're coached by um, the former uh, Costa Rica coach who, who took them to the uh, 2014 World Cup where they did so well, Jorge Luis Pinto. And um, Pinto kind of, I guess I wouldn't say he introduced, but he popularized the, the uh, five-man back line with, with Costa Rica to some effect. Um, and uh, and he's, he's brought that into the, to the uh, Honduran um, sort of catalog, tactical catalog, where when they play against big teams, this is kind of what they try to break out. When they played against us in, in San Jose a couple months ago, did not go well. Uh, I would say some of their weaknesses are, uh, are mental fortitude when things go wrong. If you, you'll recall, we, we got an early goal in that game through uh, Sebastian Legette, blast Legette. from six months ago. And uh, and so that that's the kind of thing that's that's crucial to to us succeeding in this game, which is a reason why I would go with Dempsey as a super starter, not a super sub, because he could get us that early goal, which just deflates the 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 stadium and and you know is the crack through which we can we can you know succeed. So, um, but but the situation is we are tied with Honduras on eight points. They have two home games left. We only have one home game left. Um, this is one of those home games, so this is our last chance to control our destiny because if we lose, um, and I believe even if we draw, there are paths for us to not get the third slot even if we win out. So, so this, is, this is kind of the, the, the third strike when it comes to, um, to qualifying automatically. Now, as you mentioned, CONCACAF is very forgiving. You can still qualify in fourth place by beating an Asian team who is looking unlikely to be a strong team. Um, luckily, there's the only only Australia of the large Asian countries is struggling right now, so it would be a smaller Asian team most likely. Um, but we do not want to be in that position. I think we need to. We, I, I sure hope the camp is looking at it as third place or bust, and we'll do everything that it takes to 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 get there. Folks, join us. On Tuesday, we shall be watching the game all together. Uh, join us on Twitter at WTP Pod if you'd like to be linked in to all of our thoughts all the fucking time at every minute of the day. You can do that at Shacked WTP into my Pod. brain at WTP Pod. <laughs> Wilbur Tango Pizza. That's Wilbur Tango Pizza, <laughs> folks. Leave uh, a review. It's it's and yeah, leave a review for us. That's the number one way you can help us in the podcast journey. I love me a classic. Classic ballpoint pen. Mm. Ugh, you can't beat them. Uh, I can't say I, I, no I mind a TI-89 calculator neither. You know? I don't mind it. I do not mind it. Don't hate. And we I graphing. love a pink eraser. But I don't love any of that shit as much as I love the Nats. Let's go, boys! Is it time for the SAT? <laughs> <laughs> It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Some staccato shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to turn this motherfucking microphone up. (laughs) Yeah.
It's a staccato. <laughs> some staccato. This is the the character of a recording artist who gets way too excited about before recording. <laughs> like all the things that have to happen. Oh yeah, push that. Push yeah. That knob. Ooh, push that yeah. knob. Ooh, get the <laughs> levels. Ooh. <laughs> Looks good. Looks good. I like the vibe in here, guys. I really like the I vibe. I love in this here. vibe. We sh- I, I feel like we shouldn't even start. Oh, such a good vibe. Ready? Ready. Flugel! Snaps. Thank you.